1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX Dbacks podcast, right here on PHNX World Series time, baby. We know who's who's going now. So, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I am your mayor, PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. <laughs> He is your vice mayor. He's occasionally known as Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. And, of course, we are here to talk about some World Series action. Let's go. Padres done. Yankees done. Uh, the Yankees lose. That's for Ben. Uh, but, of course, Jesse, what are your thoughts on the Astros sweeping yeah. the Yankees?
2: The Astros utterly own the New York Yankees. That's yeah. pretty much the the story. Um, I think it was Jeff Passan had a ridiculous stat the other day of uh, over the course of every game that the Astros and Yankees uh, have played this year, regular season and postseason, the Yankees have had a lead after like eight innings or something, and the Astros have had the lead after like every other inning in all <laughs> of those games. So it's just crazy yeah. how. Much the Astros have sort of bullied the Yankees over not just this season, but over the last few years, they've just kind of had their number and it's a fascinating World Series matchup in the American League. You've got a team that won 106 games. Right. A team that is arguably the best team in the American League and was kind of always the favorite to represent the American League in the World Series. And on the other hand, you have the first ever third wildcard team in Major League history ascending all the way to the stage of the World Series and We also have to wait four more days to even (laughs) see one of these games happen. So there's all sorts of interesting things happening here. What a
1: ridiculous tease. Like what a ridiculous tease to have like the playoffs in so many of these series be condensed down so much to have things going so fast. And now five day layoff. Yeah. Figure it out. You guys, I, I mean, it's saying. sort of
2: like the calm before the storm, you know, it makes like, sense. It allows both pitching staffs to fully recover sure. and, you know, all of the pitchers will be available. Teams will be able to line up their uh, their starters the, the exact way that they want to. Uh, so, there I mean, there is a, a benefit to that. But, yeah, it is weird for us to just kind of sit around here and wait for, you know, five days after the after the last game of of the uh, championship series was finished. So. Uh, weird situation, but I'm excited for this matchup. I think despite the fact that the, you know, the Phillies were 87 and 75 and the Astros were 106 and 56, based on how good the Phillies have been in the playoffs, it kind of feels like a sort of even matchup, which is something I never thought I would say going into the postseason. Uh, Alex Bregman it might go down as one of the best third basemen in postseason history.
1: Uh, he has the now the most home runs for a third baseman in postseason history as well as uh being the the driving force or the the person that got the go ahead run uh in the in the final game against the Yankees and it's just been an impressive uh thing because Alex Bregman doesn't really get I don't feel like the credit he yeah. deserves. I don't I don't know if any Astros will will get the credit they deserve. I think it's easy to just bang on a trash can, make jokes about Oscar the Grouch and <laughs> disregard what they're doing, but the Astros have been Incredible, Their dominance over the Yankees. Uh, It's not surprising considering, like Jesse said, how good they've been against the Yankees. But it's surprising because, you know, here we are in the postseason. You had two of the best teams in Major League Baseball going up against each other. And the Yankees look like they were just flailing to keep up with the Astros. They get swept. Uh, The Astros sweep their first series. They are perfect uh, seven for seven so far in the (laughs) postseason and could go on. Potentially to roll over the Phillies. And Could
2: you imagine if the Astros went eleven and zero?
1: It's it's very possible because they are a dominant team. Yeah. And honestly, speaking of the Phillies, uh, it's it's very funny that the Phillies are the you know downtrodden underdogs when they actually have a much higher payroll than the <laughs> Astros. But I mean, seriously, is there a better team? To be up against in the World Series than the Houston Astros, the ultimate villain, more so than the Yankees. They've passed the Yankees for being the biggest villain in baseball because of the whole cheating scandal and how you can kind of slap that label on them. But now they definitely, even though they're, even though they're not the team with the higher payroll that's spending the money to do the thing, they are the team that is easily seen as the biggest villain in baseball
2: yeah i mean the the phillies are going to phillies fans are gonna have so much fun with this oh, right yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. have, they don't play the houston oh, astros God. very often yeah phillies fans and, they
1: have an entire like they are like we have new material <laughs> we, we've been working on some yeah, stuff wait yeah. till we get here right but, there
2: were chants in the streets of philadelphia last night um that we want the astros or yeah. we want houston something mm-hmm. something along those lines i think so, Trash rose was maybe yeah Trashtros, maybe that um, maybe that's what they anyway. said um but, yeah, I mean, the Phillies are, are getting an opportunity on a really big stage against a team that basically everyone hates. Um I know we have we have a poll that we put out to all of you guys, which team you were going to be rooting for in the World Series. And it not is not close. close. Not even close. And and there's a reason that when I tweeted this, I said, pretends not to know how you will answer. Because, <laughs> uh, yes, we all knew that you guys were going to root. It's for actually that 19%. That's more surprising. Yeah, I'm it actually it's that high. But I will also say that uh, John Boy put out uh, a poll of their own that was very similar. That was, you know, who are you rooting for in the World Series? It was very similar to ours it was like 75 phillies 25 astros so it's not just you diamondbacks fans who are rooting for the phillies in this series it's pretty much all of baseball it's everybody that's rooting yeah. for the philadelphia phillies in this series which is crazy because like you said they spend a lot of money they're not like your prototypical underdog story they're getting away with it they they're really absolutely are, getting you know? away with and, it and honestly it's it's very indicative of Philadelphia, right?
1: Philadelphia is very much a blue collar, uh, hardworking town. Yeah, you would know, and Derek. So you were there. Like I was two there. Weeks I ago. blessed them with my presence. That's why they're in the World Series. Justin <laughs> both know that. But of course, uh, the I want to say, nice try to to you guys uh, trying to get us to root for the Padres. You'll get us next time, uh, but not this time. <laughs> uh, National League West is done with the loss. Does that does that bring you joy? Does that bring you joy? I mean, does it? Because there are some people that come from the point of view that they want to see the team that beat them go on to win the whole thing, and then there's yeah. petty people like myself who just can't wait to see them lose, right, and 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 get their 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 revenge. But uh, I don't know the nat. I, I feel I feel I feel satisfied that the National League West
2: spent as much money as they did and still weren't able to come out with the World Series title once again. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, I I think there is something to be said for, you know, not watching one of your NL West foes march into the World Series and, you know, have have as big of a stage as as there will be on Friday night. But uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think the Padres or the Dodgers are going away anytime soon. I'm just so, piss them off more. Right? It, <laughs> yeah. Just gonna, it's just going to tempt AJ Preller right. to go spend more money. <laughs> right. and, it's, and like, it's like we hit a hornet's nest with a baseball bat and <laughs> ran inside the house really fast. You
1: know? <laughs> they're just going to be pissed now. You know? uh,
2: it is sort of terrifying in a, in a sense, right? Anytime that the Dodgers or the Padres fall below the goal that they're shooting for you know that their front offices are going to try to make it right. They're not going to turn around the next year, most likely, and just, you know, run it back with the same team. They're right. going to try to make improvements. So there is a side to this where, you know, you you are sort of tempting those guys to come out and make some big moves this winter. But at the end of the day, you know, if the Dodgers aren't going deep into the postseason, I think Diamondbacks fans are pretty happy about that. And if the Padres aren't aren't going all the way into the World Series, uh, I imagine that's a good thing for a lot of people as well.
1: Ben in the chat said I was happier about the Dodgers losing than the Padres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the probably Everyone kinda, feels that way. They yeah. got away the same thing the Phillies did of somehow being the underdog in the situation, even though even though they don't spend that much less, right? So, uh, really, it comes down to feeling like you know, like like a team that's closer to the diamondbacks i think like that's the thing about the phillies uh, of course besides the ph thing i pointed out to you guys that <laughs> makes me feel closer to them is that the phillies just didn't have that good
2: of a record really when it came down to it they barely got into the playoffs and <laughs> the and phillies this stat this stat blew my mind the phillies in the regular season were below 500 when not playing the washington nationals <laughs> they just like clowned the nationals and were actually a pretty bad team oh, outside yeah. of that well, so wild that's, stuff that's it that's a good team
1: to pick on if you can uh of course Jesse will be keeping you updated with the, with what the Arizona Diamondbacks do to keep up with these other teams it's not just the Dodgers and the Padres by the way all sorts of rumors circulating about who the Giants are going to be interested in this offseason and you know they are not going to just lay down and roll over either in this division so it's going to continue to be hard I'm purposefully leaving the Rockies out of the conversation uh to hurt people's feelings and of course Uh, We got to do what we got to do. So make sure to keep up to date uh, with Jesse over at gophnx.com. You can get an annual membership and you'll get yourself a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Of course, there's this good boy, Cody. Or Um, or this one. Or this guy, Seth Cerveza, no affiliation to any particular player, by the way, in history or known right? That's right. That's yeah. yeah, Okay. Uh, anyway, go get yourself a t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. If you get a membership, you'll also get member only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. And if you get a month to month membership, you'll still get those discounts. You'll also get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members only access to our discord and members only invites to our events uh, that we're doing all, all fall long, all winter long next year. When baseball comes back, we'll be doing that as well. And don't forget, we are doing our meetup at the Home Run Derby for the Arizona Fall League, the Fall Stars game. So make sure to check that out. We will be out there at Sloan Park on November 5th. That starts at 6.35 p.m. I believe tickets are $5. Or, really? You know, 5 bucks. Whoa. $5. So no reason to not come out to one of the most beautiful spring training ballparks in all of Arizona, as well as one of the most exciting events. We're going to catch some fly balls and we're going to have a good time. So make sure to meet up. Sloan Park
2: is like a close second to Salt River Fields. Salt River Fields is the best spring training facility out there. Sloan Park, very, very close. It's a very, very nice place. I can't argue with that. Of course not. We spent a lot of time there too. So we know. Although Um, you're obsessed with like Camelback Ranch or something, right? Is that the one you really no, like? No, no, no. I like my favorite. mo no. I'm
1: not obsessed with. Cam- I hate Camelback Ranch. Oh, is that the one you hate? That's okay. the one that there's no there's no shade during a day game at okay. that ballpark. It's awful. Uh, uh, surprise! I also hate Surprise. But no offense to anybody out there who might be a fan. I just don't like traffic. I'm not a fan of traffic. Um, of course, if you're here right now uh, on the Phnx YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to the channel, sign up for notifications, leave us a thumbs up. That way, we know you like us. Also, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe there, leave us a five star review. Uh, and that's only if you feel Jesse deserves it. Obviously, uh, I am. I I I am beyond repair at this point. Or, so. or Leah, right? Or Leah, yeah. yeah. These two deserve it. Me, old dog, can't teach him new tricks. So you, you're, they're like, there's no amount of reviews that are going to make me change my ways or how I am. But, uh, that's because I'm very much set my ways. I'm the mayor of this place. I don't have to change. I got elected. I'm going to get reelected and that's how things are going to go. But, uh, the reason there's a good reason for it. It's, there's a good reason for it. Jesse knows because every week around this place is shark week and that's because of me and every day is earth day again, because of me, because we recycle. Uh, and of course every Monday on this very show, we go to the mailbag. Let's go. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. Cannot hear the word mail without that song popping into your head. But of course, we are here <laughs> with Mailbag Monday. Let's get some questions going. Leo. what do we have for our first question? Uh, J-Shoe Sports gets right into it. We have so many days uh, to figure this out, but mm. uh, Jay shoes, J sports asks, who do you have winning the world series this year with the matchup now set? I have Phillies in seven, which, wow, I like that. I wish I could feel that way. And I cannot, I can't bring <laughs> myself to that after watching the Astros do what the Astros have done yeah. with a fully rested pitching staff. I cannot help, but
2: say Astros in four Astros in four. That's I'm. Oh my God. I'm doing it. I mean, so I'm, you're predicting the Astros to not lose a game, perfect playoffs. Perfect playoffs. Whoa! Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I can't help
1: it. The Phillies. It's not like the Phillies were a bad team, but the Phillies were were like were playing in these games. They're, I mean, don't get me wrong. They have some power, but so do the Astros. I think more than anything, though, I'm convinced by the pitching of the Houston Astros. I don't think any other team can keep up with their pitching staff, both starting rotation
2: and their bullpen. I mean, to be fair, the Astros in in the postseason, you want to know what their ERA is? Let's hear it. It is 1.88. <laughs> <laughs> so <Still> it's delightful. <laughs> it is a little bit hard to bet against a team that has done what the Astros have done. And I think I also am going to pick Houston in this series. I think it's going to be closer. I think it'll go six games. Okay. I have Astros in six. But right. the Astros have just been a juggernaut throughout this entire really season. And I think the the trash can thing made a lot of people think that the Astros were not as good as the way that they performed that's, that year. That's
1: a great point. And it people just credits, have just overlooked them. Yeah. It discredits them. Oh, now you now you can't cheat. You're not gonna be as good.
2: You know? The Astros without, were without really Juve, freaking good without the trash can thing. I that's the that's the reality that people don't want to believe, but I think it's 100% true and they're showing it right now in the postseason just how just how good they can be.
1: The biggest thing again is the pitching staff though. There's just no way to get over that and the pitching staff didn't have shit to do with the cheating. Though I'm sure that there's some ways that they're figuring out to get an advantage because that's Uh, If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Rest in peace, Edgar. Jose
2: Altuve is hitting 094 in the playoffs, and the Astros still have not lost a game. (laughs) It's like a lot can go wrong, and the Astros can still just pummel everyone that they play. Josh Josh Hunt says in the comments, not that I thought they weren't
1: good, but I didn't want them to be good. And that's, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, maybe people are just kind of in denial more than anything else. I wish I wish it was the cheating. (laughs) I really wish it was the cheating that made them bad, but... It's not. They're a well-constructed franchise. That's really what it came down to. They were able to lose key pieces and still rebuild and get better or at least maintain how good they were. And, And so much of it, to be honest, besides the cheating stuff, obviously, is still somewhat of a blueprint for a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks because of the amount of the, the amount of building that team that they did with their farm system and internally, like, yeah, they get to that point where they start picking up free agents and adding those pieces because they know the core of the team, the team that they have there is good enough should they be able to just add some pieces here or there, and they've been right about that.
2: Yeah. Jeremy Pena also, I think is it's worth giving him a shout-out. He's basically like the replacement for Carlos Correa, and Carlos Correa was a guy coming into the year that you felt really couldn't be replaced. Yeah. And Jeremy Pena, he wasn't Carlos Correa during the regular season necessarily, but uh, he was still a really good player for them. And in the postseason, he has like a 1,000 OPS. Jeremy Pena has been really, really good for the Astros. And that's a name that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with yet. Ben says, why can't the
1: players, the tra- Astros trade to us be this good? How dare you besmirch the good name of Josh Rojas? <laughs> How dare you? All right, next question. What do we got, Liam? Liam. Uh, Rick Hughes asks, is the answer to D-back's back end of pen Woes Landon Sims could be ready by spring training, if I recall? I hope. We hope. And I think, to be honest, uh, the answer to the D-back's back end of pen Woes are going to come from the minor league system.
2: Yeah, that's something that they really need to improve at more than just about anything else is how do we develop relievers in-house, right? right. A lot of these guys that you've seen dominate uh, in the postseason this year that these teams have are not free agents. They're guys that they signed or guys that they just developed in-house over the years that became really, really good back-end relievers. And that's something the D-backs just haven't done, right? Yeah. Uh, they've they've had a few guys with some potential. I still think Kevin Ginkle, you know, is a guy who has a shot at becoming an effective back-end reliever at some point. But you need to have some of the types of relievers that we've seen in the postseason on this Diamondbacks team at some point. Um Whether Sims is the guy, I I don't know. Um, He's not going to come in and be a major leaguer right away, especially coming off of Tommy John's surgery. Uh, It's going to take him some time. So I I wouldn't expect to see Landon Sims in the big leagues this year. Uh, Even 2024 might be a little bit bullish to have him, uh, you know, having an impact in the big leagues. But it's certainly possible. I mean, he was a really, really good pitcher in college. Landon Sims was sort of like the Craig Kimbrel in in some ways of college baseball. He was a very, very good back end reliever, and that's why the Diamondbacks took him, hoping yeah. that, you know, I mean, he had incredible stuff and if he comes back with that same stuff after Tommy John surgery, there really might be something there.
1: Brett Johnson says, my best BFF Justin Martinez in the pen. Well, we know about your guys' relationship. (laughs) He's he's rooting for Brett Johnson to finish his uh, ridiculous uh, card collection that involves Justin Martinez, the uh, color spectrum, I believe, as he called it, or the full rainbow. I don't know. I don't know that much about cards. We need to bring Rock in here to assess your entire addiction with Justin Martinez baseball cards. Ben says, I'm predicting a Melanson rebound. Hot take. Wow. Wow.
2: What do you think? I don't think that's that hot of a take, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, whether rebound means like leading the league in saves again, eh, that's a pretty that's a hot take. But but being a valuable part of the bullpen. Yeah, being a valuable be reliever that. who could be a viable closer, I don't think I think that's fairly I don't want to say likely, but I, I think that's very possible. And it's something we've seen Melanson do before. It's not like Mark Melanson has had as long of a career as he's had without ever having a down year. Right. If you go through his career numbers, he's had not as great seasons every once in a while and he generally follows it up by bouncing back the next year. So I know he's in his upper 30s now, but I I still think that's possible. I hope so. Being a top five closer. Wow. Ben's drunk. That is a hot take. It's 1120 a.m. And
1: I want Ben. Ben needs to have a breathalyzer. (laughs) test. What else we got, Leah? What are Derek's thoughts on the criticism thrown at Taylor Swift on various PHNX pods the past few days?
2: This one's all you. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, look, I don't, I, I get it, right? Because when you're one of the biggest stars in the world, you're, you're going to be criticized. Everything's going to be thrown your way. Uh, but one day you people that threw criticisms at Taylor Swift's way are going to understand That she is the songstress of our era and of our lifetimes. She is one of the greatest singer-songwriters ever, and that's all there is to it. You're just jealous. That's all it is. Sure. Is she jaded by a world that didn't love her back as much as she loved them? Probably. Is she jaded by a music industry that did nothing but tried to pick the bones from her carcass? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Has she changed as a person because of these factors? Yes. Has it changed her as a songwriter? Absolutely not. She is one of the greatest, and I will not stand for this criticism that people like Leah threw her away. Leah, do you want to get in on this? What was what, what, your problem with I, Taylor so, Swift?
0: So Craig was, like, trying to tee me up for a taylor swift hatred rant yeah and on our show on saturday if you watch southwest but bias then you listen
1: to lavender hayes no no no, 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 no i haven't mind.
0: listened to a single song on the new <laughs> album i literally never will um but <laughs> but if you watch sean on southwest bias last week like he talked a lot of shit sean despises taylor swift i do not like her music but i respect her as an artist okay. i don't I've never – like, I like some of her old school stuff. Sure. Like, You Belong With Me sort of vibes. I just don't care for her music. It really – ugh! I just have to change the station every time she comes on the radio. I don't have any of her songs on my phone. Like, I just – I don't connect with her music. I don't like her music. I think she's a talented songwriter. I think she's a talented artist. That's why I don't don't want to disparage her because I never want to disparage, like, a female artist who, like, created an amazing – career for herself sure. i just cannot stand her music and i will not be listening but to midnight see
1: that's the fine that's fine that's a valid opinion entirely
2: too rational i understand yeah exactly <laughs> right you're not allowed to have a rational take on what taylor what swift like.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here agreeing with you um elizabeth says follow-up question jesse can you name five taylor swift songs love story it's the only one i can. that's a good song though. it's <laughs> a good song i'm cool i'm fine uh John i don't Jones like, says, like the love story, album. by the way <laughs> Uh, Matt Cuff says who's more overlooked as a talent Taylor Swift or Stone Garrett the 2014 draft oh my god now Taylor gets her due it's definitely Stone Garrett that's for sure (laughs) answering that one easy but uh, by the way Lavender Hayes an absolute delight 11 out of 10 Uh, that's all I think there's nothing else that needs to be said said, said go listen to the new album Midnight. it's great I don't know what you guys are doing I don't know how you can hate this woman but here's the thing is maybe maybe You stay up till midnight, you listen to midnights, you take some OG's gummies, and then maybe it'll change your perspective on what this woman has gone through in her life and how she's sharing, opening herself up like a book to all of you, and you don't even respect it or deserve it, to be honest. But the important thing there is try Friends at OG's Gummies Gummies. They are the Arizona's top-selling gummy, and, of course, uh, they've launched their brand-new Sleep Edition gummy. Uh, It's been just absolutely incredible. And for those of you that are turning to edibles for a good night's sleep, It is the exact thing you're looking for. It's a two to one THC to CBN ratio. It helps flavor your dreams and make them delightful, but it also helps you fall asleep and stay asleep uh, with that CBN compound. We highly recommend you check them out. That new flavor is Aquaberry, as well as their entire variety of flavors over at OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on on Instagram at ogsbrands. Uh, You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. And also... It's almost over. Halloween's almost here. Spooky season is almost gone. Then we're on to like, you know, Thanksgiving and family coming into town and stuff. So before that, make like Saul Bookman, uh, go to the haunted brewery tours, scream like a small child and (laughs) run the whole time through there. He's not, he knows how terrifying it is. He's standing in the room right now and he can agree. But of course, make sure to check that out. Monday through Wednesday, they have two tours per night over at the 8th Street pub. If you don't get a chance to do so, find Four Peaks Brewing Company beer near you. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Saul, did you have any thoughts on Taylor Swift? <laughs> let's go, because I heard everybody on this network had negative things to say about her, and I'm here defending her. So let's hear it. What are oh, your thoughts? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, my only thought on Taylor Swift is that I never have had one. All right. Well. <laughs> wow. Well said. Uh, that's that's Saul Bookman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> short and sweet what else do we got leo for mailbag monday
2: questions
0: wait i just had this comment from ben i can't okay. believe Derek is more of a taylor swift fan than a diamond <laughs> that,
2: that is entirely possible <laughs> hold on oh, hold
1: on uh, i only cover one of these things for my job right and so i have to stay unbiased and fair uh the other thing i can be as irrational as i want to about it but uh what else we got for questions here Leah? Uh, Brian Bobbitt says the Phillies just made the world series with a bullpen. I like how you spelled that, that ranked 11th of 15 in the <laughs> national league and ERA. Obviously the two teams are way different from an offensive standpoint, but how does that make us feel about the D backs going into 2023? I, I don't feel like the Phillies bullpen was a liability for them in the playoffs at all. I thought that they did a good job of closing out games and not necessarily having things slip away from them where they had to come back or, you know, kind of make up for the bullpens inefficiencies right so yeah uh, I'll say that I I, it, it's encouraging because it does show that when it comes down to crunch time the guys that you know you can count on the guys that kind of throughout this the season you've been able to call on kind of can step up and, and play at a at a higher level it's just still not even knowing where the Diamondbacks are with that not even knowing really who they can count on obviously Joe Mantiply and a few others kind of come up but it's still you know we still saw uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. We, I don't know if we saw anybody be reliable as a reliever out of the pen.
2: No, not really. Not, not for the Diamondbacks, not consistently. Joe Mann had a great first half and then, you know, kind of faded down the stretch, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, the Phillies, you're right. Like in the regular season, I mean, again, we talked about it before. The Phillies were not that good of a regular season team. No. I mean, they were 87 and 75. They wouldn't have been a playoff team literally any other year in major league history. Other than this one, right? And now here we are. And now here we are. They're in the World Series. But I still think there's a, a decent size difference between the Phillies bullpen and the Diamondbacks bullpen. The Diamondbacks don't have Jose Alvarado. They don't have a lefty who throws, you know, 100 miles an hour with sink. And they also don't have Sir Anthony Dominguez who has a 1. 1.17 R.A in the playoffs and his stuff is just flat out nasty right yeah. they still have like those two key back-end guys that you really need in the playoffs and they've had enough of their other middle relievers kind of fill in and and do well enough to get them to the point that they're at right now so yeah. I really think it it says more about how well their their bullpen has kind of turned things around in the postseason than it sure. does what they did in the regular season. If you're the Diamondbacks, though, you can't count on that, right? Like you can't count on having a subpar bullpen during the year, uh, you know, just being good enough to get you to the playoffs and then being able to turn things around in the playoffs. And I don't think the current cast of characters they have would do that anyway. They just don't have the level of back end stuff that Alvarado and Dominguez do for, for the Phillies. Right. So they're just different. They're just yeah. different types of relievers than what the Diamondbacks have. Uh, and
1: they, and like you said, they they know who they can rely on. They, they know those guys that have yeah. kind of proved to be locked down and they've leaned on them heavily. It's the reason why it feels like the Phillies are kind of in a worse position than, than the Astros. But with the five-day layoff, you can't help but think that that kind of evens the playing field there a bit for the Phillies on how taxed they've been and what their road has been like getting to the World Series – versus how easy the Astros road has been. And I'm not saying that based on opponents, I'm just saying the Astros <laughs> had a first round bye. They've played seven games in the postseason and here they are at the World Series, right? Yeah. So, uh the Phillies could definitely use the break, I think, more than the Astros, which makes this, you know, World Series, the the layoff makes it very interesting to me. I I've I've talked about in the past what I've thought about layoffs and, and how it can kind of be a disadvantage. But when both teams are are getting time off, it'll be very interesting to see how they match up. Leah, what else we got? Other than the Fall League, how will you pass time in the evenings without d games? games? Oh. And Fall League's not going to be around for that much longer, you guys. That's no. another thing. We got until like November 12th. November 12th until the Fall League is over. Jesse. About three more weeks. What are you doing
2: with your time? Suns I games? I have no idea. Suns games? <laughs> yeah, I will probably watch every single Suns game. I will Every too. single one. I will too. Um, the Suns are insanely entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and they showed that again last night.
0: Don't watch literally- the Coyotes. They okay. lose 6-2 well, I mean, every bet, night. Bet, bet, I wouldn't bet have any anyway.
2: bet. against but. the Coyotes unless... And bet
0: they've hit the over five out of six games this season, by well, the way. Well,
1: and here's yeah. the thing is the puck line is always a puck
0: and a, uh, puck and a half.
1: Goal and a half? A goal, goal and, goal and half. a half. Goal and a half. Puck line. So make sure to bet against the Coyotes, just like last year. We're going to ride on this. We're going to make some money. Except when they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs for yeah. some reason.
2: Yeah. So it's basically <laughs> as long the as the Coyotes don't lose by one or win, then... You win that bet like automatically. Yeah, but no, but you bet you bet they, they're losing by two goals or more right every night. Exactly. So you take the you take the. It just line seems like such an easy win. Like well, why? it's
1: because in hockey they set the goal they set the puck line at one and a half on every game. Just like I think, I want to say baseball does it too. But I it's think like, it's a run and yeah, half. it's it's yeah. A run and a half. So it's a, it's a goal and a half every game. So. Eh? Make that money. Make that money over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll do that later, but I'm just telling you now. Uh, what else? What am I going to do? I'm going to give you some TV shows I'm really into right now because it's spooky season. I've been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. That's an incredible show. If you haven't had a chance to watch that, it's about vampires living in the modern day era. It's very funny. Nice. Uh, there's also a uh, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, which is a show about the Wrexham a documentary about Ryan Reynolds uh, and, and – uh, Oh God, his name escapes me right now. Uh from <laughs> Man, don't look at me. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> but anyway, it's a great show. Check it out. Uh definitely. Uh but I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the wonderful thing about it is without baseball, uh, there there's still plenty of sports Rob to McElhinney. watch during this year. Rob McElhenney, thank you. Uh they 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 bought the Wrexham team. They become the new owners, and it's a documentary about that. And uh, it's pretty pretty damn good. It's pretty enjoyable. Nice. It's kind of like Ted Lasso, uh, but in real life in, in a small way, you know. So if you're a fan of Ted Lasso, which this guy I'm sure hasn't
2: watched, uh, you guys can go check no, that I out. Haven't. He's,
1: I saw it. <laughs> I saw the look in your eye when I said,
2: you're like, who's Ted Lasso? I will be watching the, um, there's like a, a Peanuts um halloween maybe, yes, right? Great, yeah right yeah
1: great pumpkin charlie yeah Brown. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, pro- I'll probably watch that that's point, that's a stellar so. it's a stellar way to spend your halloween season of course that's the beautiful part about halloween and honestly streaming services are top notch like streaming services do the work for you you go in there now and they're like we got our spooky season collection right here yeah. where you can watch all the movies in a row that's why it was hilarious because the uh the, the the day that you got labeled as Ichabod Crane, I just watched the Disney cartoon the day before. So I couldn't <laughs> have been more delighted by that comparison. Uh, Charles Woodall Pike says, Love, welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, it's incredible. Definitely. Uh, and Elizabeth says, Oh my God, I forgot about the great, great pumpkin. Jesse saves the day. See, we're helping you out. We know baseball's <laughs> over soon, but this is what we're going to do. What else do we got, Lee? Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're doing it. We're doing <laughs> this. We're doing this. If you had to recast the Avengers original using d backs players, who would play who? All right. Well, Jesse, I'm going to, Jesse was a little bit worried. Jesse has seen the Avengers, right? I have. So, I have.
2: What? And then I saw like every other Marvel movie thereafter. Uh-huh. And so I'm just utterly confused about everything.
1: Okay. That's fine. So we'll, we'll get it straight out. <laughs> Avengers is easy though, right? So we have uh, our Avengers cast. We have uh, Tony Stark as Iron Man, right? We have uh, right. we have we have Captain America, we have Hulk. So Jesse, who are you casting as the Playboy millionaire that would be smart enough to make like a mm. robot suit like Iron Man? Mm.
2: I feel like Alec Thomas kind of fits the bill. Sure, bit, okay, you yeah. all right. I can see Alec Thomas just having some some cool gadgets at home. You yeah, know? he's kind of a tinkerer. I could see him uh, in a tuxedo with a martini too. Yeah, like we yeah. talked about
1: him being a good James Bond. So I think that that yeah, that sort of crosses of over. Yeah, right? Tony Stark. Sure. Uh, what do we got for Captain America? The the good old lovable Boy Scout type.
2: What do you got for Captain? For America? For Captain America, what I got do you Jake got? McCarthy. I know okay. Jake McCarthy. Why are you asking me if you're so know. sure? I don't because know. I, because I know who should play these roles. So I'm just it's, trying to. It's more of a test I'm to see if I know. I'm testing you. I'm testing you.
1: Jake McCarthy. I mean, come on, right?
2: I fully agree with that, actually.
1: I th- I'd say yeah. Jake McCarthy or Carson Kelly. Carson Kelly, I feel like, would be. He's very wholesome. <laughs> he's very heroic. He is. I mean, not always at the plate, but you get what I'm saying, right? I mean.
2: Is Captain America as goofy as Carson Kelly is? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean. Captain America is—he's a bit. I'm not gonna say goofy, but he's a bit like you, right? There's a lot of stuff he doesn't know <laughs> yeah, because he, he's, he's
0: much this, like Jesse. He's this man Captain was America frozen was frozen, and frozen and for 50 years. In modern day time, right?
2: I am uncomfortable with how appropriate this analogy <laughs> but is. Right now. <laughs> he knows that he doesn't know stuff, and he's okay with it. Right? Like he was like, "I
1: was saving the world when your grandparents weren't alive," so that kind of thing. So
2: right? I should play Captain America. Sorry. That's basically <laughs> what I'm
1: getting around to, yes. I'll, I'll play Tony Stark. Uh, who do we have for the Hulk?
2: The uncontrollable. The Hulk, it's probably Stone Garrett, right? I mean, that's okay. The general so, physique. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm getting that. But I'm like, there's got to be like a Bruce Banner that he is before he turns into the Hulk, mm. right? And it needs to have the uncontrollable rage of a man known as Caleb Smith. That's who ah, I'm putting as Bruce interesting. Banner. Interesting. I've seen Caleb Smith turn into the Incredible Hulk on the field at least in two occasions, so I feel like it's uh, it's it's very appropriate. Uh, rounding out the cast, do we have what we're going to do? Hawkeye and Black Widow too? I don't know who 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 would you have here for uh, for mm. Hawkeye? A, a Dead Eye uh,
2: uh, Archer? I don't
1: know. Hawkeye huh. doesn't get the credit he deserves. The show was excellent. Check that out. But Hawkeye.
2: Dalton Varshow has all the tools. He has all the tools. So that's probably sort had of, a bow and arrow, you too. You probably could have a lot of success ah, with the bow a bow and arrow. That's a good I would good, think I like that. I he has like a pretty it. good arm too, you know? Like yeah. as far as like aiming in general, like throwing it where he wants to. That's a good point. You yeah. Know, archery, is, you know.
1: Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon, glasses, the art again, the the, the Okay. The, the precision, you know, his ability sure. to aim and get it there. Uh and then I don't know. Black Widow. Mm. What are we doing here? What are we even doing here? ah oh, i mean we're gonna have to go this uh we're gonna have to go based on like just the description of who she is uh assassin uh
2: okay.
0: mysterious mysterious, mysterious. Mm. Mm.
2: a mysterious assassin on the arizona diamond corbin carroll
1: <laughs> <laughs> corbin carroll the man is a the man is a mystery he is an enigma wrapped inside a a, a a conundrum and i don't understand him sometimes and yes, there's he and he seems he's too cerebral. Like I feel like he's always that's fair. Even though he takes his time to answer the questions, he still feel it feels like he's too smart for the situation. Yeah, basically what I'm getting. Corbin
2: at. Carroll's a thinker. There's, right. no, there's no question about Here that. There
1: we go. And we got Faj staring at me from out the door. I can't really concentrate because he's just fogging up the glass out there. He's fogging up his own glasses.
2: This is weird. Is he? Uh, ben uh, says
1: Corbin Carroll's Black Widow because he's so fast. We got it. There we go.
2: I think Jacob is uh, advertising for the Smile movie. Yeah, that's is that it's, what's a, happening? it's good. It's good advertising.
1: It's, they have a good thing going on with that whole thing. Uh, by the way, I gave you guys earlier the stuff about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet against the Coyotes. That's the valid way. Just because they don't win doesn't mean you have to lose too. Uh, new customers can bet and make. Uh, excuse me, bet five dollars on any NBA money line bet and get two hundred dollars if your team wins <laughs> and free bets instantly along with your winnings. Uh, you can bush, boost your winnings up to one hundred percent with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. It's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Matt Huff says, "Granky is Groot," and that's I can't stop thinking about that. Uh, That's exactly. (laughs) I know he's not on the team before, but we're giving it to him. (laughs) I am Granky. Uh, More Furniture, by the way, also hooking us up, make make your home look as beautiful as our office does with the More Furniture Fall Sale over at morefurniture.com. Not only do they have their stuff on sale, but if you spend $1,000, you'll get a $100 gift card, and that's for every $1,000 you spend. So redo the house, get yourself some free gift cards, and then add all those little pieces that, of course, you know you're going to forget over at more furniture Uh, and shout out to you guys for our questions. Of course, mailbag Monday wouldn't be the same without you guys. We thank you guys so much for being here in the chat and for sending us questions. Uh, And of course we will be out at Arizona fall league this week. So make sure to join us for that. As well as, you know, this thing we do called the PHNX D-Backs Podcast. In the meantime, you can get us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This guy's Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore d But, of course, all roads lead
2: to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Can I say one more thing about Phillies Astros? Please do. People like to say that, you know, and like baseball is a little different. Like one player can't carry a team through an entire postseason. You know, like it really takes everyone on the team. But have you seen Bryce Harper mm, in the postseason? Yeah. Did you see that two-run home run, yeah. two run home run, that go-ahead two-run home run that put them in the position that he, they are right now? He's
1: picking up like twelve guys and putting them on his back and carrying them right now. He's hitting four
2: nineteen and slugging nine oh seven in the entire postseason. I'm going to say this about Bryce Harper: when the
1: Arizona Diamondbacks played him, played the Phillies, he was he made his return, and it was the first time I had seen Bryce Harper in person in a long time, and the man looked like an actual monster. Like, he just, he looked like a hulking beast that I was terrified to see back playing against anybody in baseball. And, of course, (laughs) uh, he is one of the few people, I think, that have lived up to the huge amount of hype that was behind them as a young player, as as a draft pick, as a minor leaguer. Bryce Harper continues to be a difference maker in baseball, and we're seeing it on the biggest stage I think
2: for the first time which is very exciting. So He's making a decent Hall of Fame case right now just with like how monstrous of a postseason yep. he's had obviously he has a long long way to go sure. in his career before he could possibly get there but like these are the kinds of defining moments that that puts you you know in the thick of the conversation for the Hall of Fame and you really can't ask for anything more than what Bryce Harper has done in the postseason for the Phillies it's it's insane well said well
1: said well again we thank you guys for joining us so much on behalf of leah jesse and myself we always appreciate your time thank you for stopping through and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you understand the genius that is taylor swift
0: (laughs) oh my